We were raised in an Italian-American household, although we didn't speak Italian in the house. We were very proud of being Italian and had Italian music and ate Italian food. Francis Ford Coppola. Welcome to the Revisions History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today's episode is at least a little bit tongue-in-cheek, because events of this past week have convinced me that we all need to take a little break and lighten up a little. We celebrated Columbus Day, at least in some parts of the country, this past Monday. Some have replaced it with Indigenous Peoples Day. Some celebrate both. In any case, it's become a flashpoint, partly because of people's objection to celebrating Christopher Columbus, given some of the things that happened during his discovery of the New World. That's not necessarily an issue I want to get into right now. I addressed it in an episode on Monday. The only thing I will say is that I saw a lot trending about his use of smallpox in blankets to kill indigenous peoples. That's simply not true. The only recorded instance of smallpox being used in infected blankets against indigenous peoples came in 1763 and it was done by a British military officer. So let's just put that one to rest as far as Columbus. What got me to thinking about it again was a controversy that erupted between a GOP candidate in Virginia and a journalist. The candidate for Congress, Tina Ramirez, tweeted that she was teaching her daughter real American history. The wording of that may not have been perfect, but she said she was teaching her about Columbus Day. A journalist named David Levitt responded that she shouldn't be teaching her child racism and encouraged people to call CPS on her which many did, including him. He then gave her a pretty long lecture on Twitter about racism, which is kind of interesting because she's a Hispanic woman with a black daughter. And David Levitt is white. But anyway, I don't want to get into all that either. I want us to take a step back and just relax for a minute. No matter what you're feeling on the subject, it seems that the tide of history is against the man who supposedly discovered the New World. He discovered it after the Vikings, possibly the Irish, and maybe even the Chinese, not to mention the indigenous people who'd been here for thousands of years before he ever showed up. Columbus will certainly lose that holiday in my lifetime, and though this only mildly troubles me as a history buff, it outrages me as Italian. Once Chris is booted from the calendar, There'll be National Pumpkin Spice Latte Day, Bring Your Schnauzer to Work Day, and National Slovenian Clog Dancer Day. But not one day out of 365 dedicated to the people who gave you pizza, the Roman Empire, and mafia movies. And we don't even try to stretch it into a week-long party like the Irish do with St. Patrick's Day. That's where the tongue-in-cheek and slightly humorous part of this episode comes in. I must insist that if Columbus loses his day, he'd be replaced with another Italian. A 
I've got a few suggestions, as I'm sure you expected. Some are living, some have passed on, but all are Italian-Americans, so it's not like we'd be honoring somebody who wasn't from here. Heaven forbid. First up, Frank Sinatra. If I've got to explain why Frankie's name is here, you need to watch the original 1960 version of Ocean's Eleven while listening to his greatest hits album on repeat. A cooler national icon you will never find. Al Pacino. The screen legend was cheated out of an Academy Award for four consecutive years for The Godfather, Serpico, The Godfather Part II, and Dog Day Afternoon. He deserves at least one national holiday to atone for that sin. Mother Frances Xavier Cabrini. In 1946, she became the first American citizen to be canonized by the Catholic Church. She's the patron saint of immigrants, and since we're a nation of immigrants, giving her a national holiday would be fitting. And she's the only national icon we have, from George Washington to George Clooney, without even a hint of scandal attached to her. Nicolas Cage. He's part of a famous Italian-American film dynasty and has been a national treasure, pardon the pun, for four decades. Give the man a day and he'll probably make a terrible movie about it. Geraldine Ferraro. National holidays should go to groundbreaking figures. In 1984, Ferraro became first, both the first woman and the first full Italian-American to appear on a major party's presidential ticket. I say full because Al Smith, who was the Democratic candidate in 1928, was only half Italian. Bruce Springsteen, and you probably knew I would slide him in somewhere. If we're going to allow national icons who are only half Italian, then the honor should go to the boss, hands down. It'd be a fine excuse to play Born to Run at baseball games. Finally, Dominic the Donkey. Yes, I'm talking about the character from the famous Christmas song, and I realize he's fictional, but that shouldn't disqualify him. He brings joy every Christmas season, and giving him a national holiday would both make, make people see how stupid these things are in the first place, and perhaps make Columbus look like not so bad a choice after all. So, that's our episode for today. I tried to bring a little levity this Friday as we head into the weekend, and we have serious issues out there, and we need to discuss them seriously. We also need to discuss them to discuss them with a level head and with reason. So let's all just take a deep breath, calm down, and try to talk to each other again. Have a great day. We'll be back to regular history next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.